This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Through the fire 
Yeah. 
speak a word unto the Lord, ask him that by his spirit you receive of him that which is able to lift up your spirit, that is which is able to draw you closer to him, that which is able to make you wiser, that which will make you move forward and be delivered from every evil that is against your life. Let your voice be heard in heaven. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Don't be bothered by your environment. God hears you. God hears you. Speak to him. Ask him that by his spirit, he will touch you in a special way. That you will go forth with strength, with his power, to declare his goodness, to declare his mercy, to declare his glory to the world around you. Ask him to touch you for healing. Ask him to touch you for spiritual guidance as you step out and as we live in this season. Ask him to increase your ability to hear him when he speaks and directs you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Oh, yes. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. We need your presence. We need your power. We need your touch. We need all that you bring from heaven to us. Manifest in our lives in a special way. Draw us closer to our Jesus, our Savior, the author and the finisher of our faith, our Redeemer, our, our intercessor, our advocate, our helper in every way. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. We surrender ourselves to you. We surrender ourselves to you this morning. And we ask, we ask you to have your way. Speak to us. As your word comes forth, let it be to our spirit. May we overcome every barrier and every obstacle, the obstacle of our mind, the obstacle of our flesh, that we will receive the engrafted word with meekness, which is able to save our souls. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name for an opportunity at this moment to speak your word. I pray that you anoint my lips, that I speak not with the enticing words of man, but I speak according to the words of God, according to the oracles of God. Let me speak the truth of your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for enablement. And I thank you that the hearers shall be affected because of your power that shall flow and back your word, perform miracles in the lives of people that they will never be the same. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We pray. Amen. We thank the Lord for this morning. It's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what has happened, no matter the challenges that we face in this season, the Lord is on his throne. And therefore, we know that he alone will prevail and no work of the enemy shall prosper. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. We thank you for, your, for, for helping us and causing us to succeed. Our confidence and our trust is in you. Oh, yes. It's a great morning, like I said, and uh, we'll continue our message the message that I've been preaching last week, I shared on building your faith by looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I believe this morning, 
by his spirit he will reveal to us more truths of his word that would lift us and cause us to walk and to go forward and have victory over the enemy and over the works of the enemy so last week i or a few weeks ago i started talking about faith and how that the bible says the just shall live by faith therefore we need to know what faith is and develop our faith exercise it so that we can please god because without faith it is impossible to please the lord so let us turn our bibles to habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 to 4 and kindly let the scripture stay on a bit longer so that those who don't have bibles can see and be able to read so habakkuk chapter 2 Habakkuk is in the Bible. It's not in your neighborhood. Those of us that are not used to the Bible, we want to ask, where is this? Is this a shop? No, it's not a shop. It's a, it's, it's a book in the Bible. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 4, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Do it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Verse 4. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up in him, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. And this is the verse that was quoted in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, where the writer of Hebrew, speaking to us about why it is important for us to have faith in God and in Jesus Christ. He speaks in verse, verse 16. This is the covenant that I would make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. It says, Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh and having an high priest over the house of god let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from 
an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and unto good work. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But exalting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I believe some people may be tempted to use this verse to say the Bible says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Well, in this season, assembling of ourselves together will not be a wise thing to do. And that is why by the inventions of man, by the witty inventions of man, we can also be together on the internet without physically being together. And by so doing, we defeat this virus in Jesus' name. So we don't need to physically assemble together. And I don't expect you to use this portion of scripture to do something that is unwise. Because we do assemble together, we do meet ourselves continually on the internet with video chats and all sorts of things without physically meeting ourselves. So I believe that when it is appropriate, yes, we will gather together. But now the season is not appropriate because of COVID-19. Therefore, we should be wise and stay away from gathering and receive the word by the medium of the internet and by other means. And moreover, the Spirit of the Lord does not need you to be at a particular place for, for the Lord to speak to you. The Lord is everywhere by His Spirit and can speak to you even in your bedroom, in your house, wherever you are, if you open up your heart and you listen to him. Verse 26 says, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for, of, a, of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Verse 28, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more sorrow punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought of worthy who hath trodden under foot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 32 says, But call to remembrance the former days, in which after you were eliminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and affliction, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven 
a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 37, For yet a little while, and he that shall come would come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of our soul. Then we come to verse 11, chapter 11, which says, Now faith, the faith that we are to hold on to, the faith that we are to live by, the faith that will make us receive the promise of God, is the substance of the things we hope for. It is the evidence of the things not seen. And of course, by it, the elders obtained a good report. So we are talking about faith, which is essential. And the Bible says that, but without faith, verse 6 of chapter 11, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then we are giving many examples in Hebrews chapter 11 of men and women who lived their life believing God, believing what was not visible, believing against the circumstances that were present. And they received a good report of God. Now we go to chapter 12 of the same book of Hebrews and he says that wherefore seeing, I'm reading from verse 1 seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness let us lay aside every weight and sin and the sin which doth easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto jesus whilst running the race we are encouraged we are directed we are instructed to look unto jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith or other versions says who is the initiator and the perfecter of our faith and he gave an example who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It reads on but I would like to just hold on here and say that so we are advised and encouraged to look to Jesus the initiator and the perfecter of our faith and the example is given of how by his faith, by his ability to see beyond his moment of experience, his difficulties on the cross, he was able to overcome the cross and today he has victory 
over the enemy. And through his victory, we also have victory over the enemy. So, it is important for us to look at Jesus, to learn from him what, how he walked, what he did, and how he was successful. Now, let me say this to you. You see, you can but the Bible says that Jesus learned from and following the right person and that have problem. We don't want everything you know and born with that language, even though we say it's your mother tongue. You learned it as you listen to people speaking it. And therefore, in the same way, even the skills, the profession that you are in, whatever you are doing, somebody had to show you the way. Somebody has to teach you and mind you. Sometimes, in, in refusing to learn through people who are doing the right thing, you end up not being able to overcome a weakness in you. You know, one day, one day I, I had a gadget that I needed to fix. And I had the manual of the gadget. Now, in, in reading the manual, I realized that I lack a little ability of being able to conceptualize and understand what exactly is being said. You know, sometimes some manuals, they give instructions and you know, your ability to understand even the language and everything is going to determine how well the manual is able to help you. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, you see this thing that you are struggling to fix it's so simple to fix. But you see, you are stuck because you are following the manual. But if somebody was in front of you doing it, that person would have helped you to overcome what is trying to limit you. Then I learned that it is very important to choose a person who is following God genuinely and sincerely and follow that person as they follow God. That's why Paul said, follow a mistake in even thinking to do away with God. And of course, if you read, the man you are following will always direct one to do the hard work of learning ourselves as we are being directed. That is why we easily get deceived in following men. But if you read your Bible well, you can see if the one, you are, the one who is leading you is teaching you what is in the Bible or is teaching you something else. Hallelujah. So it's very important for us to really understand this portion of scripture. Yes, the Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. But as, as Jesus came, he, 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 he committed his work to human beings and he left. Even though he left, he's, even though he's in heaven, he's still involved in his work. But he's working through human beings. So don't make that mistake that, oh yeah, the Bible says looking unto Jesus. Though I don't want to look unto any man. Please, that's, that's an error. I just felt in my spirit, somebody might say that and therefore I need to correct you. Good. Now, so looking unto Jesus, what, what is the meaning of to look? You see, I checked the dictionary definition of look and of course 
looking. It's, it, it means to, to consider attentively. It means to take your eyes from everything else and to focus on something. So the, here, the Bible is, if, if we are to understand what the Bible is telling us, it says we should take our eyes from everything else from something else and focus it on jesus that is very important and when you focus it on jesus you will see many things about jesus which is going to actually lead you to know what to do in order to have your faith growing to have your faith increasing in order to be able to exercise your faith in different situations and in different circumstances Hallelujah. So today, I want us to look at Jesus. We, we want to look at Jesus, particularly in reference to set, what he held dear, what was important to him. Now, so this brings me to the point of John chapter 17. Now, we, in John chapter 17, and I'll start reading from verse 1. Those of you who don't like reading your Bible, you are, you, unfortunately, you have to learn to read your Bible because the Bible is the word of God. And as you read your Bible, you allow the Holy Spirit. As you read your Bible and you meditate on the word, you invite the Holy Spirit to actually contribute and to direct you and to reveal things to you about the word that you are reading. Hallelujah. If you don't read your Bible and you don't meditate on the, on the word the Bible that you read, the, what you read in the Bible, you don't, you don't allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to participate in your thinking. Your thoughts determines who, you, who joins in your conversation. The thoughts that are in your mind or the thoughts of your mind determines who is invited to join into your conversation. If your thoughts are all about fleshly carnal things, you invite Satan, the enemy, the devil, to join in in your conversation. And if your thoughts are about heavenly things and godly things, you invite the Holy Spirit to join in your thoughts and to answer your questions. Hallelujah. So those of you who are always focusing your mind on earthly things and on carnal things, you are opening the door for Satan to lie to you, to deceive you and lead you astray, to tell you things that are not true. And when you meditate on the word of God, the Bible, you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And I tell you, when you are led by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, they that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. So in John chapter 17, we see Jesus speaking to the Father as a round down. After having spoken with the disciples on many things, the Bible says, verse 1, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his... We, we hear where he prayed and said, Father, may also glorify thee, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. 
He says, I have glorified thee here on earth. I have finished the work which thou givest unto me. He says, Now I come. Now, O Father, glorify thou me with thyself. With the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name they were, and thou gavest them have kept or the sentence or the phrase soever thou hast given me are of thee me he didn't say i've given them cars he didn't say i've given but what he's saying you see jesus is recounting to us the work that he came to do and telling the father that whatever you sent me to do i've done it so we can see in this prayer of Jesus what is very important. What is important. Because he's rounding up and saying to the Father, I've done, I've finished my work. Number one, the people you gave me, I've given them what you said I should give them. I've made you known unto them. I've given them your word. It says, for I have given, verse 8, it says, for I have given unto them the words, the words, the words which thou givest me. And they have received them. They have received the word or the words which you gave me. And have also known surely that I came out from thee. They have received the words, the words. The words which you gave me, they have received it. They didn't question it. They didn't challenge it. They have received. And I've believed that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. Therefore, I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world in which they live. I am praying for them. I'm praying for the ones you have given me. For they are yours. And all mine are thine. And all thine are mine. And I am glorified in them. And now, I am no more in the world. But these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep them through thine own name, those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. Or as we are. So that's also another important part, the unity. He says, whilst I was with them in the world. So we can see Jesus clearly identifying the people and also identifying the world. It's very interesting. It says, whilst I was in the world, I kept them in thy name, those that thou givest me, 
I have kept and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture these things speak I in the world that they might I have given them we see clearly it says I have have given them thy word the word because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world wow this is wonderful I'm enjoying this I tell you it says I have verse 14 I have given them thy word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. That's not, that's not, Jesus was clear. He said, I'm not praying that they should get out of this world because they are not of the world. Because their work, your work is to be done in the world. Your work is to be done in the world. So we can't take them out of the world. But you should keep them from the evil that is in the world. Hey, they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Separate them. Make them special. Through your truth. Thy word is truth. Oh. It says, and thou hast sent me into the world. You have sent me into the world. Even so, have I also sent them into the world. Verse 19 says, For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they may be sanctified through the truth. Hmm. That's a wonderful prayer we have of Jesus. Neither pray I for these ones alone. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't pray for the twelve with you and the few that were with you alone. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Hallelujah. Through their word. Them also which shall believe on me. Thank God that I'm included. Because I have believed through the word of the apostles that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And then he continues to pray that they may all be one as thou father art in me and i in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me and the glory which thou givest me i have given them that they may be one even as we are one i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one and the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me and then it goes on, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy name, and would declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me 
may be in them and I in them. Hallelujah. What a wonderful passage of scripture. So we see Jesus emphasize certain things. And one particular thing that was standing out is the word. The word. The word. The word of God. The word of God. Now, why am I emphasizing all this? Why am I saying? Well, because I'm talking about faith. Because I'm talking about faith. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. But you see, it's not just hearing anything. Please, let's, let's, let's open our Bibles to Romans 10, 17. It says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Hearing. You know, faith cometh by hearing. Not just hearing anything. Some of you who are so used to being on Facebook and constantly writing or reading every silly thing that is put on Facebook and the other social media. Always listening to news. And every, there's nothing wrong with listening to news. Please don't get me wrong. And there's nothing wrong with being on Facebook. To some extent. But when you are occupied with hearing. But not hearing the word of God. Then you will never be a man of faith. As a Christian. I'm not talking to somebody who is not a Christian. I'm not talking to somebody who is not born again. And listen. If you say you are a Christian. You must be born again. A Christian must be born again. That is the definition of a Christian. A Christian is not somebody who belongs to a church. Or was baptized in a church. A Christian is somebody who believes in Jesus Christ as the son of God. Who came to die and rose again on the third day. Alive, seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, the first statement or, or the statement which we hear of being born again. Is not a statement made to uh, uh, prostitutes and other people that don't know Jesus. It is a statement made to somebody who was a leader in the church. Nicodemus, the Bible says there was a man, a ruler of the Jews by name Nicodemus. The same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these things except God will be with him. Jesus' response to him was that you must be born again. You must. It's, not nice, it's not your nice words of who I am and where I came from, which is important. What is important is you must be born again. So as a Christian, if you say you are a Christian, then you should be born again. There is no Christian who is not born again. If you, and because sometimes most of us don't understand what it means to be born again. What it means to be born again is simply to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came on earth, died for our sins, rose again, seated at the right hand of God. And you receive him as our Savior. You receive him as the way to God. That is what it means to be born again. It doesn't mean you go back to your mother's womb and be born again like Nicodemus asked. Hallelujah. And it doesn't mean you write your name in a church book. If you write your name in a church book and you don't believe in Jesus, you are, you are not born again and you have no place in heaven. You have no place in heaven. The way to heaven and the way to God is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Jesus said in John 4, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Therefore, it's very important for you to understand this and to get this clear. Hallelujah. 
and stop patting yourself in the back and saying that I belong to a church. Belonging to a church is not enough if you are not born again. It's after you are born again that you must belong to a place, a church, a gathering, a congregation with whom you will grow spiritually. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing. But not just hearing. We have to hear the word of God. The word of God. So the reason why I'm emphasizing on the word of God and as I'm trying to draw your attention to how the word was so important to Jesus when he was praying. His few moments where publicly we hear him pray. Many times Jesus will pray, but we don't hear what he prayed about. This is one of the few instances where we are hearing him talking at length to God about things. And we can see clearly that his emphasis was the word. The word that he has given to the people. The word. There was no emphasis of the things we emphasize today. The things which means everything to us. No, there was no such emphasis there. He said, I've just given them your word and they have received your word. Now, and we are being told clearly by Apostle Paul, who was not there, but who saw Jesus in a vision and who had an encounter with Jesus. He said, he, he is the one who is writing and saying, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That is why it's important as a Christian, as a Christian, to read your word of to read the word of God. To read the word of God. Some of you say, I can't read for long. Listen, if you can't read for long, play it there by the grace of God, as technology has been invented and many things is happening. You also have the Bible being read. We being read by different means. So if you can't sit to read all the time, you can actually also spend some time playing the bible as you hear the word being spoken sooner than later it will be part of you hallelujah so this is very important so the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of god and therefore what i'm emphasizing today and what i'm talking about today is the place of the word of god in you and in me now I also need to tell you something. And that is that. You see, in Isaiah chapter 55, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah makes a statement about his word. His word. So, the word of God is so important in a Christian's life that I don't know who has bewitched us such that we have shifted away from the word of God and are into other things. You know, these days you hear us, we, 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 we preach sermons, our own ideas, we pick one or two scriptures, and then we just, we, we, we use the scriptures to, 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 to sprinkle our sermon, and that is it. Listen, a good preacher is a preacher that actually refers you to the word of God. Who reads the word of God and expounds on it to you? Who reads the word of God and shows you how this particular word applies in your life? That is a good preacher. It's not a preacher who is just shouting. and It's good to shout. If you can shout. Me, I can't shout. 
I don't have that grace. You know, and I, I don't know how to jump around and sweat. I wish I could. Sometimes when I see other people doing it, I wish I had a very, you know, hallelujah voice type of thing. But unfortunately, my voice is uh, uh, like a, a, a little boy's voice. But still, it will speak the word. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. It started earlier, but... Verse 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him or call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he would abundantly pardon. The Lord is telling you to change and come back to him no matter where you have been he will have mercy on you and he will forgive you abundantly and he says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways saith the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts Verse 10 is a verse we need to read and downwards. It says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bad that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whether i send it amen so this scripture is telling us the confidence god has in his word that there is no way his word will be sent forth. There's no way his word will be sent forth and it will fail. So that is why Jesus actually told us and told the enemy when he was tempted on two occasions. Or actually, yeah, on one of the occasions, on the first in the in the garden, in the wilderness, the Bible says in Matthew 4:4 4, 4, that he was tempted. He was tempted. If thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. You see, what we don't understand is that the temptation for Jesus at that point was, can you trust God's word? Can you trust God's word? Because not long before he entered or went into the wilderness, after his baptism, in the river Jordan by John. The Bible says there was a voice from heaven. And the voice said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, not long after, 40 days in the wilderness, then the enemy comes. He was hungry. The Bible says after having fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, 
He was afterward hanged. And then the tempter came. And said, if thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You see, so we can see we can see Jesus demonstrating faith. Jesus demonstrating faith in believing God's word. That God says, you are my son. And he also agrees that I am the son of God. I don't need to prove anything. If God has said it, so it is. So you can see that Jesus is saying that we shall live by the word. We shall live by the word. We shall live by the word of every word that proceeds out of the mother. Now, if you are going to live by, by something and you are not giving attention to it, its presence in your life, then you are actually starving yourself. Because if I'm living by food, I have to eat for my body to be healthy. And I refuse to eat. What do you think will happen to my body? It's just a matter of time. I'll be admitted for malnutrition. And if it doesn't change and I persist, I'll, I'll, I'll have to stop existing. Because the body, the body survives on bread. Somebody will say, Abba, if the body survives on bread, why did Jesus say man shall not live by bread alone? He didn't say man shall not live by bread. He said man shall not live by bread alone. So if there's no bread at that moment, it's not a reason for him to tempt God and to question God, to, to have doubt in the word of God. God has said, God has spoken, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Period. So if hunger has showed up, this is not a time to challenge the word of God. And to question whether am I really the beloved son. If I'm your beloved son, prove it. No. And many of us, this is one of the places because of our lack of faith. Or because of our lack of the word of God in us. When we encounter situations, we easily fall away at the suggestions of Satan. Because if we are to live not only by what we are seeing. Not only by what is happening. But by the word of God. And the word of God is not in us. How are we going to live? No wonder we fall easily. No wonder we fall easily. So we are seeing here clearly that the word of God is, the Bible says God has backed his word. And whatever he has said, it will come to pass. It shall not, it shall not fail. Nothing shall fail in any way. It will definitely come to pass. So it's, it's very important for us to know this and for us to, to, to begin to look at how to get the word in us. How to get the word in us. Because, I'm, you see, what I'm trying to do is that we, we said, the Bible tells us to look unto Jesus. As we run the race that is set before us. Because he is the initiator and the perfecter of our faith. So, 
in looking at jesus i'm showing you when we look at jesus what do we see because to look at jesus is to is to focus on jesus now in focusing on jesus what do we see we see jesus who holds the word of god very high we see jesus who emphasizes in the round down of his scope of work or accomplishment the word of god having been deposited to the people so if we are going to have our faith built and perfected we cannot do it without the word we cannot do it without the word and what is happening to most christians today is that we we are being fought from every angle to keep the word of god away from our hearts but listen to me listen to me your life is not going to change the issues of your life is not going to change until you change what comes out of your heart let me say it again the issues of your life are not going to change until you change what comes out of your heart at a place in the scriptures the pharisees were complaining why does the disciples of jesus eat without washing their hands and jesus said excuse me I'm not, I'm not promoting unhygienic on, on behavior. Now, you need to wash your hands because you have touched many things and all those things. It's, it's important to wash your hands, especially in this COVID-19 era. You need to wash your hands and wash your hands well. You know, I'm not promoting not washing of hands. But Jesus said, you are laying emphasis on the wrong thing because the food you eat with your hands is not going to do much apart from just nourish your body. Apart from just nourish the body. Which is going to perish anyway. What is important to you is what is in your heart. What is important to you is what is in your heart. Unfortunately, unfortunately, if there was an operation to reveal what is in our heart, the word of God, <laughs> it can be like looking for diamond in the sea. The word, a mind has to be left or, 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 or it will be like digging in the mind. The word of God is, is, is cast. It's cast in our hearts. And therefore, it is no wonder we don't have faith. It is no wonder we are defeated 
by the slightest suggestion of events around us. Because the word has not found a place in our hearts. And remember that it is the word of God that when it goes out, it accomplishes what it was sent to do. It is the word of God that never fails. But it does whatever it has been sent out to do. So we are seeing clearly, we are seeing clearly that as long as the word of God is not in our hearts, the issues of our lives are not going to be detected by the word of God. Because the Bible says, for out of the heart, out of the heart proceedeth all the evil things that we display. So obviously, if the word of God is abundant in our heart, we are also going to display the works of the word of God. And that is why Satan has fought and is still fighting Christians today to be so absent in the word. And listen, listen to me. Many of us feel that we have an excuse why uh, we don't read the word of God and all those things. Listen, having a reason why you don't do something doesn't make not doing it right and doesn't make not doing it have an impact on you. You may have a reason all right, but it doesn't stop the thing from affecting you. If there's a glass of water and there's a poison in it and you don't know that there's poison in it and you are thirsty and you go and drink, the poison is not going to say that because you didn't know, it's not going to work. It will work very well. It will work very well. So most of us always have excuses and excuses and excuses and we feel that because we have excuses, we have a good reason not to do it. Listen, it's as simple as that. If the word is not found where it ought to be in you, you will not have the benefit of having the word. Because we can see clearly that Jesus emphasized the word. His completion of his work. His completion of his work. The main thing he kept on saying, I've showed them who you are. And I've given them your word. And they have received it. Now I'm praying that you will keep them together. In your name. And keep them from evil. And I want them to also be with me where I am. So that they will see how glorious I am. That's all. That, that's the prayer. I've given them your word. And they have received it. They have received it where? Where have they received the word? In their pockets. Where have they received the word? They have received it in their hearts. In their hearts. In their hearts. In their hearts they have received it. So listen. Brothers and sisters. Fellow Christians. If we don't make the necessary effort to overcome every barrier. That stands between us. And the word being in our hearts. There's no way. We are going to have a faith that overcomes the world. 
There's no way we are going to have faith that overcome. No, you see, you can have all the prophecies that needs to be prophesied over your life. In terms of, I see you here, I see you there. Pray that there will be a prophecy that attacks the demon that is standing between you and the word of God. And that let it come to pass so that that obstruction will be destroyed. That is the only time you're going to manifest the goodness of God in a mighty way. In a mighty way. So if there's any prophecy, if there's any, anything you want to receive from a man of God, any power that you want to be displayed in your life by God, the power to destroy what is standing between you and the word of God. That is what you need. That is what you need. I said, that is what you need. That is what I need. And my prayer constantly is, Lord, give me strength to overcome the things that are trying to overcome me as I make an effort to have your word in my heart. Give me a retentive memory. Give me a desire for your word. Give me a desire for your word. Let me long after your word every time. You know, one day I was I don't know what I was doing. I think I was listening to a preaching. Then I heard the Lord say to me by his spirit, there is no great man of God. There's no great servant of mine who does not have abundance of my word in them. And, and the, the message was clear to me. If you want to be great in my service, if you want to go higher, and you want me to use you mightily, then my word must be rich in you. My word must be rich in you. My word must be rich in you. That is why we are advised by Paul in uh, Colossians 3.16 that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, not sparingly, not scarcely, not scantily, but richly, abundantly. And, and you know, we do everything. We do everything but the word of God. I'm sorry to say this. I may be wrong, but I know I'm not wrong. You will not accomplish much. You will not walk in the goodness of the Lord in a certain way without having the word of God richly in you. Because you see, having the word in us is one thing. Living by the word of God is also another thing. Now, sadly, many of us don't have the word at all. So we can't even start to talk about living by the word. We don't have the word at all. Most of us, we are Christians for years. But we don't have any decent Bible. We don't have any decent Bible. A Bible that we can read. A Bible that we can read. We don't have it. And we don't care. Because nobody has emphasized to us the place of the word of God. Our eyes have been shifted onto other things. If the Bible says looking unto Jesus, is Jesus not the word? Does the Bible not say to us 
that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God it's, the, it's not Jesus the word that is made flesh and dwelt amongst us as the only begotten son of the father so if we are to look unto Jesus in simplicity you have to look unto the word Jesus is the word made flesh manifest amongst us so I'm, I'm really emphasizing this point that whatever demon whatever witch or whatever is bewitching you that makes you not able to read the word or that makes you not have time for the word of God that is the demon you have to pray against that is the demon. It may be a good excuse. It may be your... You see, if your children, the presence of children in your life makes you not have time for the word of God, then there's something wrong. There's something wrong. How sad it is that all these things that you are giving us an excuse to stop you from reading the word have not been able to stop you from doing other things that are not worth mentioning on, tele, on, 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 on camera. Some of you, 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 you give all the excuses. But you are always on pornographic sites and, and, and reading very filthy things that nobody must see you read. When we see you staying up all night thinking that you are doing some work, we only discover other things. Visiting websites and things that are filthy, filthy even to the eyes. And you say you have no time for the word. You say you have no, you say, what, what is your excuse? You are busy. Busy with what? And busy for what? And you see, I'm not talking to somebody who is not a Christian. I'm not talking to somebody who is not born again. I'm talking to you who are born again. That your everything is the word. And the word must, the word of God must first be abundant in you. And listen, you don't, don't say that I don't know everything. You don't, you, you will grow by eating a little at a time. The size that I am today, after several years of being here on earth, has not come by eating once in 10 years. But it has come by regular and daily eating. And if you want to know how to eat to gain, to, be, to do well, in your eating as those that have gained weight they will explain to you how to eat and how to eat to gain weight they take their time they don't eat a lot a little bit at a time but they eat regularly don't mind anybody that tells you who has gained weight and says i don't eat don't mind them don't don't, don't believe what they are saying what they are saying is that they don't eat a lot at a time that's what they are saying but they eat regularly and they eat consistently. They, their mouth is always refreshed all through the day. Hallelujah. So also is the word that the word of God is not going to be abundant in you overnight, but it's going to be abundant in you as you give yourself to eating it daily. And don't, don't, don't believe any pastor and any preacher of the word that tells you that 
you need to read your word five minutes, ten minutes in a day. Don't it, it's what do you do in five minutes? What do you do in ten minutes? What do you do in five minutes and ten minutes? How can something that you have to live by you spend only ten minutes? Meanwhile, when you are doing your PhD, your master's, and your matric, and all the other exams, you don't spend five minutes at the books. So how come, when it comes to the word of God, which is the power of God, which is that which will accomplish what it has been sent to do, how come you are only spending five minutes on it? This is the wisdom of the world. And don't believe anybody that says to you that it's only lazy people who... who who, who, who spent time at the Bible and praying? Listen, let me tell you something. Unless God has helped you, there's nothing in this world you will do that will succeed. And you see, don't ever think that God only helps you when you begin to have a relationship with him. No, God helps you and has been helping you long before you knew him. He has always been there. Recently, one of my pastors sang a song, all along you have been so faithful. All along, all along, all along, all along you have been so faithful. So never think for a moment that God only becomes interested in you after you become interested in him. No. No, he is interested in you before you came into this world. I said he is interested in you before you came into this world. So when your things are working, even though you are not born again, and you before you even got born again, don't say that it is because you are excellent because you are. That's why things work. No, it's because God has decided that it will work. It's because God has decided it will work and has allowed it to work. So what I'm sharing with you today is to encourage you to overcome every obstacle that is fighting you. Why, why would you understand the word of God when you read it after you are tired? After you are tired. Why would you, not, why would you understand it? Why would you understand it? When you have given all your energy and everything, you read it at a time when your mind is so busy. You have worked, you have moved around the whole day. You are tired and then you have come to sit down and say, I'm coming to read the word. Give the word of God a prime time. Why would you understand the word when your Bible has a lot of words on one page and small print? You'll be tired. You'll be tired. You will be tired. Your flesh will limit you. Even though your spirit may be willing, your flesh will limit you. What are the study materials? What are the different Bibles you have bought to make you understand the word as you read? What is your effort? And I can tell you, investing in the word of God is worth the effort. It's worth the effort. So I'm sharing with you the place of the word as we look unto Jesus in building our faith. In building our faith. The word. You see, let, let me you, you don't you don't believe what I'm saying. In Joshua chapter one, when God came to Joshua, the Bible tells us the Lord came to Joshua 
and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Ah, but God, we know that he's dead. Of course, he had to tell them because remember, when Moses went, God told him to go and die. And he went and died. And God actually buried him. Moses was not buried by the Israelites. And nobody knows where he was buried up to today. <laughs> this is a man of God. That God himself did his funeral. And did everything. He officiated the burial ceremony. And did all the services and everything. And buried him. So the Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses, my servant, is dead. It's not like, now I'm telling you that he's dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan. Thou and all these people unto the land which I do give them even to the children of Israel and he says every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have given unto you as I said unto Moses and then the Lord goes on to say many things and he says be strong and do the necessary things that you need to do verse 8 this is God's advising most. The Bible says the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, verse 8, this book of the law, this book of the law that I gave to Moses shall not depart out of your mouth. It, sh it should always be in your mouth. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You are supposed to meditate on it do according to all that is written inside. It is only then that you can make your way prosperous and you can have good success. Have I not commanded you? You see, God, so I'll be with you. It must be in his mind. Which of course will mean we don't have faith. We would have to spend every of our effort to get the word of God in us. For it is in the word of God that our faith will not fail us. It is in the word of God that our faith will be strong. It is in the word of God that that which overcomes the world, our faith would be successful at overcoming the world. So I believe that this is but a time in this moment of lockdown when we can enjoy some special refreshing time to read the word of God and to give ourselves to what is invisible. What is invisible. That is what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So it's my prayer for you and for myself also, 
that when our hearts are opened, abundance of the word of God will be found. Said that we will live not by bread alone, but by the word of God. We thank the Lord for this day and we thank the Lord for this moment. I believe there's more I wanted to share, but in the coming days, I'll share with you some interesting aspects of the word. Let us pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just speak a word of prayer and thank the Lord. But I believe it's a time to pray as the Lord today by his vessel. God is speaking to us. Therefore, let us hear him. Let us The Lord is stirring us up to God speaking to us to take our eyes off that which has captured our attention all this while. That we may focus our eyes on Jesus. I fix my eyes on you. I fix my eyes on you. As I lay my burdens down, I take my eyes off the world and I fix my eyes on you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, help us. One thing we take I our eyes off the world. The Lord, my King. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. We pray your words, your words. To cleanse us that your power will be visible. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Lord, all the days of my life. All the days of my Let life. Let me see the beauty of your holiness. I want to gaze upon your beauty as I seek you in this world. In this life of my life. All the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. I want to gaze upon my beauty. Holy Spirit, touch our lives. Strengthen us in our inner man to overcome the works of darkness. That is engulfing our lives and preventing us from being that for which we are called to be. The light of the world is so May our lives manifest your glory, manifest your power, manifest your love, manifest your mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Through our lives, many let many come to Jesus. And seek you in this holy place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One thing, one thing. One thing highest. Thank you, Jesus. Is one thing I seek. May dwell in your house, O Lord, my King. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask of you, Lord, this help. All the days of my life. That your word would dwell abundantly. I reject every word that is not of you in my life. In my thoughts, Lord, let your word dominate. For your word is truth. In your word there is no lie. In your word there is power. For by your words the world were created. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
That as I imbibe your word, as I thank you, that I will lack nothing as my God. My life count unto righteousness, unto the praise. So do I pray for everyone else who know that Jesus Christ is your son. May the world take knowledge that we have been with Jesus. By our boldness, by our behavior, by the power that is demonstrated in our lives, we rebuke every evil in our lives. And we rebuke every evil in our dwelling places. May your spirit dominate wherever we are. May you be the God of our environment. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in our dwelling places. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. We bless you. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, I don't know who you are and I don't know where you are. But what I know is that God is never limited by distance and by place. Because God is a spirit. Therefore, I pray that as we pray this prayer together for you to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior as you declare your faith in him as the son of God may the power that recreates create in you a new spirit that hears and that listens to God let us pray this prayer Heavenly Father I thank you for today. I thank you for an opportunity to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I know I have lived my own way. And on many occasions I have rejected the many servants and the many people you sent to my life. But Lord, today I come to you just as I am. Acknowledging that I am a sinner. And it is only by your forgiveness and the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus whom you sent on earth, who came to die for my sins, that my sins shall be washed away and the guilt of sins shall be cleansed from my conscience that I may be free to save you. Therefore, I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that he came on earth, he died for my sins, rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand, and by this prayer, I receive Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. As the one whom I will follow and that I will live for all the days of my life. Thank you for this salvation. Let the truth of your word be manifest in my life. And let my life be a blessing unto many. Thank you. Thank you for this salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We thank the Lord for having to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I believe that if you pray this prayer, it will be good to get in touch with us so that we can continue to support you and to help you in the beginning of your Christian walk. 
Amen. I want us to take communion. I want to take communion. Wherever you are in your house for communion. Head towards the celebration of Easter, the world. And he's died for our sins. Therefore, as we break this bread and take this cup, we remember his death. He didn't have to die, but he took my place, he took your place. His body was broken so that your body would not have to be broken. Therefore, by his stripes we were healed as we partake of this bread receive divine healing in your mortal body whatever was not in the body of jesus may it never be in your body receive healing receive healing in the name of jesus the body of christ Lifting up the cup of wine, he declared, This is my blood, which is shed for the remission of sins of many. If we partake of this blood, may you receive life. May you receive life. May you escape from every evil in this season and in the seasons to come. Known and unknown. May you escape from it. May the blood cover you and protect you. May the evil angel pass over you. Because of the blood of Jesus that identifies you as belonging to him. May you escape every evil in this season. May the power in the blood release power into your life. That will make you to overcome what has been trying to overcome you. To do what you need to do. That you may walk in the abundance of the blessings of the Lord. May your faith in the blood of Jesus cause you to come boldly before the Lord. Not guilty of sins. But with a clean and a clear conscience. May this blood answer the enemy. Who stands to accuse you in every way. Thank you for this precious blood, the blood of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment and for this opportunity we have to receive of the body and the blood of Jesus. Because we have partaken of the body, his flesh, and of his blood, we receive life. Life everlasting, life eternal. Our mortal bodies are quickened. We are protected against every curse and every evil that is flying around. Because we belong to Jesus. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, we thank the Lord for an opportunity to give an offering unto the Lord and also to pay or to give our tithe. You know, you may say there's no church, but there's church going on. There's church going on. We are not meeting physically, but it doesn't mean that church is not going on. Church is going on in many different ways. We have gone back on television and I believe at the appropriate time we will announce the details of how to tune in to the Healing Jesus TV that is back on air. We'll give you the details and make sure you are part of the live services and the services of our founder and our father, Bishop Dag. And I believe there will be many more ministers of the gospel on that channel. So as you give the offering, remember that there's oblig there are responsibilities that we must still meet. Our places that we have rented and the many other things that we are doing must still continue. So don't, don't, don't let the world deceive you by stopping you to do that which will bring a blessing into your life. Giving offering cannot buy you your salvation. But the heart with which you give may cause God to come to you in a special way because of your good attitude towards God, because of your respect for God. So remember to give and to give well. And for those of you that honor the Lord with the first fruit of your increase, you are saying to God, it is you who has taught my hands to profit. It is you who has given me the power to get wealth. Therefore, I acknowledge you and I honor you. So as you give the offering and as you pay your tithe, remember God would is seeing everything and he would also remember you. So the offering, the details are on the screen as you can see. Make sure you are not left out. Make sure you are not left out. As we hear a beautiful music, all along you have been so faithful from our brother, our pastor, Mark Ivan.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank the Lord for an opportunity that you have had to give. And for those of you that have paid your tithes, may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord increase you and honor you. His word will be honored, your increase. The Lord will also observe. God Mills, this coming Wednesday, National Headquarters. So I'm sure it's, it's, it's important for you to stay tuned in. There will always be a reason why you cannot tune in. But that is what Satan is using to overcome you from hearing that word that is for you and that will transform your life. So make sure you are tuned in. Whatever way you, want to, you need to do, do and make sure you are not left out. I believe the Lord will continue to speak to us and by the grace of God, coming next week, you would definitely receive the word of God mightily. May the Lord bless you till we meet again. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.